What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 75. Today with a pretty big guest, uh, we got Gabo of the band Fayuka. They are a reggae, ska-punk, Latin rock band out of Phoenix. And uh, they've definitely been making a name for themselves within the scene for a good little while now. Um, Gabo and I had a fun video chat on Facebook Live the other day. Mostly just kind of talked about uh, their new album, which uh, sounds like they spent a couple weeks in the studio putting that together and uh, exploring some new sounds sonically and definitely interested to kind of see where they take things. Uh, Sounds like the album might be out at the end of summer, possibly fall, so I guess we'll see. Uh, I featured one of their older songs uh, on this episode called White Lies because it's one of my favorites and I think it captures their style pretty well. but uh, yeah, I should mention too that our sponsor, Engine Athletics, made some pretty awesome basketball jerseys for the band recently, so I'll link that to the episode. And uh, you can find Fayuka on Spotify and iTunes and all the usual places. Um, as always, feel free to subscribe to the podcast wherever you may be listening. Um, apparently it helps to drop a comment or rating on Apple Podcasts if you're listening there, but uh, obviously, if not, no worries. Um, really, yeah, I just want to thank uh, Gabo for coming on the episode and you for listening and supporting local music. Um, we all definitely appreciate it. Hopefully you yourself are doing alright out there, um, enjoying summer, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, really, without further ado get to the interview. After some tech hurdles, we are up and running, finally. Welcome to uh, what I call the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast. You're a little bit more of a, a full-time rockstar, I would say, but um, it's always good to get people from uh, every level. Maybe I find myself being more of a full-time dad and then part-time rockstar. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got to come to the car to do these podcast things because there's just so much noise in my house all the time. Yeah. So what's going on? How's Baltimore doing? How's the weather? Weather's great. Summer's kicking into gear and, uh, you know, shows are coming back finally. So that's been cool. I saw Ballyhoo just announced a shit ton of shows and I think some of them were like local, right? Yeah. So they just played uh, like a Marina dock bar here not too long ago and it was completely sold out, packed to the gills. Like it looked like, uh, I, I don't know, like a real rock show. I've never seen a place like that that full. So, um, you went to the show. Nice. Cool. I know. Uh, yeah, man. I know you guys are getting them back going too, big time. Where you are, dude, it's crazy. Like, it was like as soon as they 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 lifted that mask mandate thing. Yeah. You can't get bar. There's like lines wrapped around the building. Yeah. Restaurants have like two hour waits. I feel like we're like in L.A. or something. I'm in Phoenix and like. I remember whenever I traveled to like to California, like I would always complain about the traffic and like you know 
you can't really like get into restaurants yeah. or whatever. And now we're starting to see that here in Phoenix. I think a lot of the people from California are moving here. But as soon as they lifted that that mask mandate, um, shows were getting booked, restaurants were getting packed. Every every local band was selling out shows. It was awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I think people were just ready to get back out and and see some shows. Yeah, man. They people didn't care who was. They didn't care. Who, they were like, "Fuck it, I'm going to the show," you know. And like, exactly. Some of these local bands that like, that were like doing small bars and getting just like their you know ten or fifteen friends friends out. Yeah. All of a sudden, they're just announcing like sold out show, you know, and it looks yeah. like they're rock star now. It's awesome. Yeah, it's great. And even before places were at 100%, people got to say that they were uh, sold out because, you know, if you sell right. out a 25% capacity gig or 50%, still sold out. Yeah, yeah. So it looks cooler on oh, the poster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, we had one of those in, in January. The, the cap was like 180. And like, yeah. as soon as we announced like, later, the show sold out and we're like, you know, people are like, damn, you guys are blowing up through the pandemic. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, we're just, we're just doing a, a tiny venue, you know? Yeah. Everybody, it was kind of awkward, though. You know, we're used to having, like, a crowd that, like, is up and dancing or whatever. And then, yeah. because everybody's sitting in chairs and they can't move around and they can't do anything. Eventually, like, we finish a song and, like, you know, bam, 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 you know, all rock and roll. And then people are just like, woo! You know, like, just clapping. <laughs> It was kind yeah. of weird. It wasn't the same energy that we were used to, but you know, either way, it was cool to get back out and do a show. Yeah, I mean, it's a little awkward, I'm sure, but um, it's funny because I was talking to uh, the guys in Audic Empire over in uh, Austin, like during yeah, the pan- yeah. pandemic, and they were like, "Yeah, for us, it pretty much never happened." <laughs> it was just like, like Texas is wild. Uh, I don't know. Dude. They've been. They've been having packed shows the whole time. I saw videos from their shows, and it was, like, packed. Everybody mm. all packed in. No masks. It's like no rules were in Texas. And Florida, too. Did you see videos from Florida? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, our buddy uh, Peter Dante, he was doing a tour out there. I think he was, I think he was with Otic. Yeah. Um, or no. I don't know. But, like, we're over here on lockdown, and they're over there just partying on the beach, hugging yeah, each other and dancing. And I'm like... <laughs> I need to get to Florida, get the hell out of Phoenix. Yeah. But. I talked I talked to somebody else on the podcast too who was in uh Mexico City and she was like, Yeah, like it's it's way different down here. Like people I don't know, they just it's a tropical climate, I guess, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man. Uh we're getting back out. We're doing some shows starting in August. We got um we're doing a local show here at this place called the Marquee Theater on August 20th. Um, I know. Hitting this place up in uh, Huntington Beach called Sea Legs. I don't know if you've heard of that place yet, but it's like in like LA beaches. Yeah. And um, it's awesome. It's like a, a venue, that, like the stage is like right on the beach, pretty much. They got amazing tacos, by the way. <laughs> and Sorry, then uh, you just play to a bunch of people on the beach. It's, it's pretty awesome. I'm yeah. stoked for that show. Living the dream right there. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It looked like you guys had some dates lined up going into maybe like October and stuff like that. So um, I don't know if it's a full-blown yeah. tour or whatever, but um, it looks like you're starting to string them back together. 
Yeah, I think right now what we're doing is, so we have a new record that we just finished up and it's getting like mixed right now and mastered. And um, yeah. I think that until the record comes out, we're not really going to do like any full on tours. It's just, you know, there's so many bands that are picking up dates that whenever you're like trying to book a tour, it's so hard to get routing because, you know, yeah. so many bands were ahead of the curve. We were in the middle of recording and like we were kind of just behind the whole booking thing. We had no, we had no plans or no idea for when the next tour is going to happen. Yeah. So, um, it's looking like we're not going to do like a full on tour until the record comes out. That'll probably be like, you know, I think we're shooting for like August or something. Yeah. Um, so after these weekend warrior kind of things, which I kind of like it cause yeah. I, I got so being home, you know, that like, yeah. like times that I miss the road, like my bus is always just chilling outside of my house and I'm always going to my bus <laughs> and just kind of like, hanging out there smoking a J, just like nice. just like remembering the road the good yeah. old days you know <laughs> and uh and uh i would love to go on tour but a part of me is also kind of excited about these like weekend warrior things because you know we get to go out like thursday friday saturday be home sunday and then have yeah. like a whole week to just kind of chill uh yeah. you know part-time rock star stuff yeah that's <laughs> the that's the life do you have a uh, a grind on the side uh you know something outside of music no it was pretty much all yeah. i do um gotcha. when i was younger i had a job at a bank and i felt like i was kind of moving up i went from like teller to banker and then i got some like some like licenses you know to like sell investments and stuff and i'm like dude yeah. i'm i'm 24 years old living like i need a career right now and we got we got thrown on warp tour and my manager didn't give me the days off yeah i just left anyway and then yeah. it was only like a week did uh new mexico and el paso and then we came wow. back i came back that weekend and he fired me <laughs> he's yeah. like you know he's like you gotta think gabriel do you want when he's like when you have kids do you want them to be proud of you because dad put food on the table because he's a rock star or do you want them <laughs> to say my dad is a bank i was like you know what dude you're right so i left <laughs> to yeah like fuck it Played, got kicked off a warp tour, um, the first night, so we didn't even get to play. Oh wow! Um, we just um, we were young. We didn't know what we were doing. We showed up late. Yeah. We parked oh. where we were supposed to park. We were supposed to park somewhere else, and then yeah, uh, this lady comes up. She's like, "Who? Like who? Who are you? Like what are you doing here? Where are your credentials?" Yeah. And I'm like, "Who the fuck are you?" Turns out she was the one running the whole show. Oh. So she's like, "Who the fuck is I? I'm the Damn. one that kicks you off the tour." And then she gets off. Damn. Uh, we got kicked out of there. And then, anyway, so I get back, and then when I got back on Monday, my manager fired me. Mm. And that day, I decided that like, no matter what I do for the rest of my life, like I need to make music my, my you know, forty hour kind of thing, you know. Yeah. And I ate shit for years and did a lot of tours. Didn't know what I was doing until finally you know i kind of got the groove of it and then you know now at the tender age of 36 i've never looked back um, yeah never really jumped into anything else i just do music i do, I do booking for an agency out of it's actually out of new hampshire uh yeah. called providence yeah but you know that that like in the realm of all the stuff that i do i just book a bunch of tribute bands all over the country oh um, nice but i used yeah it's, it's cool 
on that note, I used to play in a Guns N' Roses tribute. I was Slash, so. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Oh, so you're actually good at the Yeah, I'm not too bad. Um, I, I, I know that life all too well. But yeah, man, that's cool. Um, it's also just kind of like a you know an inspiring story for uh, those of us who are trying to get out there and be a little more full-time, you know. So it's good to hear yeah. it worked out. Yeah, man, it's just it's kind of hard, you know. You you're so used to working and getting your check every Friday or whenever your payday is, and yeah. then all of a sudden you're out in the world and you're like, oh shit, how am I going to pay my rent or my phone bill or my car? And then yeah. and then you start realizing like you have to like either go get a job or just try to figure it out. And then I I just decided whatever yeah. I do moving forward, not going to work for anyone. And then because of that, like right when the pandemic happened. I kind of hit the panic button and I called up a buddy of mine who owns like a, like a, like a weed facility. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I can put you in packaging. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. So he put me in pack, you know, a little, a little over minimum wage, but I was like, I just need yeah. to figure something out because all my tours got sold. Uh, we had the Fayuka beer and the brewery closed down mm. and then the band weren't going on tour that I was booking. So I'm like, all of my income streams are just like, just all of a sudden locked down. So I go out and I get this job. I lasted like two weeks there because yeah. I could not wrap my head around this idea of what do you mean I only have a 15 minute break every hour? You know, like yeah. I got to go, I'm going to go potty right now. You know, like, oh, you need yeah. to wait for your break. This is 22 year old, you know, young yeah. chick who's my sister, like bossing me around. And I'm just like, what? like, I'm still packaging the weed. Like, yeah. I just got to go pee. You know, <laughs> I couldn't wrap my um, yeah, it so sounds I, I like just, like what's up? Sound like they run a tight ship there for a uh, oh. dispensary packaging facility. Yeah, so. yeah I mean, like once I disappeared for like three minutes because I had to go. I got the bladder of a five-year-old. Anybody's ever been yeah. on tour with us knows that like yeah. the bus stops every hour because I got to pee, right? Yeah, and um, and she's texting me and she's like, "Hey, like, where are you?" I'm like. I'm in the bathroom. She's like, you get a break in, in 45 minutes, you know, get back to your yeah. station. And I'm just like, no, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a grown ass man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I got fired. No. So, um, they laugh. Cause I, like most people like last there at least like six months and then they get fired. Yeah. It's kind of like a, um, and they're like, yeah, I think you were the quickest hire and the quickest fire in this, in this <laughs> facility. Like, yeah. So anyway, so, that was my taste of get, getting back into the, into like the workforce. And then once I got fired, I was like, man, I just got to figure this out through the pandemic. So, yeah. you know, we did like a whole merch thing. We, we did a bunch of pre-sales for vinyls and, um, I did a couple of shows wherever I can. We did like the live stream thing. And then, you know, little by little, you just kind of pivot and just start figuring out what, yeah what you're going to do. Yeah. But it's, it's a tough game. Yeah. My son tells me he wants to be a musician, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Tough game. You don't want to do that. I don't tell him that, but I think that. Yeah. Um, and it, I don't know. It's definitely a ballsy move to go uh, full-time, for sure. I mean, I think most of us are out there kind of doing it as a passion and uh, hoping that maybe it turns into something more. But uh takes determination, man. I don't know. you got to put up with a lot of stuff. Uh, playing to empty rooms for one thing, 
if that doesn't uh, doesn't make or break you, I don't know what else does, but um, I'm sure you know the life. So those uh, empty rooms. Sometimes you're in Missoula, Missouri, Missoula, Mississippi, or Pascagoula, yeah. Mississippi, on a night playing in front of like three people that came to the bar to listen to country on the on the jukebox, and yeah. then <laughs> here you are. We're singing in Spanish, and they're like. We don't understand yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. But. Yeah, I figure that probably works both ways for you guys, right? Being bilingual, like sometimes it probably just takes the party up a notch, but then sometimes it probably is like, yeah, like you're saying, if you play in the redneck bars or whatever, they're just like, what's going on? <laughs> I think I think more and more people are, are kind of catching on to it. Um, yeah. There's still people like even in the industry who don't understand what what we do that like like you know like our our producer for example Matt Keller like we'll throw in some Spanish stuff in these songs and he's like I don't really understand this direction and I'm like okay well let's reference some songs you know yeah. um, and then sometimes it depends on what bands we go out with like some of them have you know fan like when we go out with Bad Fish like their fans love the Spanish stuff because Sublime yeah. did a bunch of Spanish whenever we do our headlining tours. Once we get into the East Coast, it gets a little bit difficult because, like, the Mexican cumbia reggae thing isn't very popular over there. Uh, I mean, yeah. as popular as in L.A., for example. Yeah. So, like, when we're the West Coast, like, people get it. Mm. But I noticed, like, uh, you know, Baltimore is a great example where, like, you know, when we do, like, our punk rock stuff, like, people are really into it. Yeah. And then we go into, like, a Spanish yeah, And then they're like, what does it sound? Like, we never heard this before. Yeah. You know? And it, yeah, it works in our favor because we kind of stick out uh, mm. among some of the other bands. But sometimes it's not received very well. They just don't understand yeah. that mixture of like Spanish, reggae, punk rock. Um, yeah. But we made the, the the decision that no matter where we play or what we do, like this is our set, this is our music, this is what we do, yeah. and we're not going to change what we're passionate about. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely can't change what you do. And I mean, I know like at least um, kind of trending, I would say, you know, upward north from the south, there's been a couple more bands that have come out and are singing in Spanish a little more often. I've noticed like even my favorite band is called uh, Susto and they're in South Carolina and uh, they they released an all Spanish song and um, I didn't even know they could speak anything other than English, but uh, it was cool. I was like, (laughs) yeah. Um, that's cool. So, it's it's been interesting to see the the trend kind of slowly work its way up up here north. But you're right; it is uh, very much a, a punk rock sort of hard rock kind of town for sure. Um, I there's towns where like punk rock isn't received very well. Um, yeah, like when we do like Southern California, like the reggae goes well there. The punk rock is almost like, oh, okay, yeah, like you know, yeah, we we get it. Oh, you're bringing back the 90s, you know. Yeah. Um, but for the East Coast, like that, like punk rock, mosh pit kind of stuff, like people are people are digging out there. I think it's more of a. Yeah. And I can only think of like Baltimore, like it's just very fucking rowdy, and people yeah. can drink. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it's the old that gives you the the tolerance to because we yeah. don't we don't get old bail. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but I think. Uh, I think people out there are rowdy. I think more than the old bay, it's it's the cold that gives people the tolerance, man. They're they're indoors. Hold up. Ha- 
you know, a lot during the winter. And it kind of makes you a little mean and angsty, you know. You want to get out and, yeah. and mosh and hit somebody or something. I don't know. I've noticed there's yeah. definite, definitely, like, a direct correlation between, like, going south and people getting nicer. Or at least calmer. You know, a little less tense, for sure. Yeah. But as you as you go north, like, people start getting a little meaner. Like a little more, like yeah, a little more tense, yeah. like a little, a little quicker. So I think a lot of it's just the weather, man. It kind of gets people just, just. Uh, man, I mean, when you walk out, yeah. If you go to Massachusetts, you know, like they call them mass holes because you walk outside <laughs> and your face just automatically freezes off, and you're just like ah, like I don't know, yeah. I don't know how you can be like. I don't know, just happy when it's that cold. <laughs> like, well, it was 124 degrees here last week. Yeah. And I, there was a point where it hit 128. Wow. And I'm like, like my like my AC inside is like blasting like at 70, but like yeah. it's reading 89 degrees because it just doesn't cool down the house. Yeah. And I'm like, what the, what am I doing in Phoenix? See, I would prefer the cold because like you guys have, good weather there like in the summertime right i mean it's kind of humid no yeah it gets humid on the east coast that that's the one thing that's nice about uh, the west coast is it's hot but it's that dry heat i mean right. definitely 128 degrees is no joke but at least here when it gets hot it's like that heavy heat where it really like kind of weighs you down a little more right right well i grew up in florida so i, I don't know yeah. what you're talking about that swampy heat yeah. Yeah. Um, Which I don't know. I think I would take that over like once it's a hundred once it hits like a hundred and ten out here. Yeah. You just you just you can't do you can't go you you can't go you can't go anywhere. You just kind of stay yeah. inside in your hot ass house because like the AC doesn't cool down and you're just like every yeah. summer I'm like what are you doing in Phoenix? <laughs> like I would want to get the uh, here, move back yeah. to Florida or something. Yeah. But. Did uh, family bring you out there, or was it music, or was it something else? Or, um, yeah, when I was young, I was like still in high school, and then my mother moved out here, so I just moved out here. With yeah. And I always had the plan of like moving back. I was like, all right, mm -hmm. after I'm done with high school, I'm moving back to, to Florida. Yeah. But then, um, as much as I complain about Arizona, like I wouldn't. I don't know. It's pretty awesome over here. I mean, you only yeah. have bad weather like heat like three weeks out of the out of the year, and then after that, it's kind of like right now it's raining and it's seventy seventy six. Yeah. And um, but you know, I moved out here with this idea of moving back to Florida, and then I did my first tour when I went back to Florida, and I remember thinking like, man, I would never live here again. Like I just got so used to like Arizona life. Yeah. Um. But now as I get older, I think like. Being by the beach would be fucking awesome, you know. Just yeah. And houses are still affordable out there. And Phoenix is kind of priced out, so you can't really go anywhere. Mm -hmm. California is too expensive to live. Yeah. So like, I would I would like to go to Florida, maybe go some beach town somewhere, just yeah. become a drunk, <laughs> hang out at the bar, uh, bar just like, bartender. <laughs> I would just be like the drunk guy at the bar, you know. 
Oh, there's Gabriel again. You're here early. It's 10 a.m. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, just drink and play music, you know? Yeah. That's the life, man. Well, yeah, you, right. uh, you got the voice for it, dude. So, like, I don't know if you started singing early, I imagine, but uh, it's it's one thing that's nice when you have that uh, ability. You can go anywhere and just play solo and, uh, you know, make yourself a few hundred bucks, which is... You know, I'm sure you're aware it's, it's pretty sweet sometimes. Yeah, I mean, what, you just go play music, you get a bar tab, talk to people. Yeah. The other night I was in Riverside, and there was, like, a, a private party, but they booked me for this, like, acoustic thing. Yeah. And I played two songs, and then the rest of the, the, rest of the night, I just hung out and drank off my tab yeah. with my friend, you know? Yeah. Just kind of chill. And at the end of the night, the guy comes and gives me a check. I'm like, damn, I literally just talked for the last three hours with my buddies and then you know i yeah. sang two songs and i'm like this is this is the dream yeah yeah get, get out you know but um but yeah i mean i think that like you know being a musician has its perks you get to to do what you love to do and if yeah. you figure it out you, could, you know make some sort of living where you could live comfortably you know or what, what, I mean, whatever that means, everybody has a different idea of, you know, what comfort is, but, like, yeah. for me, as long as my kids are fed and and I'm safe and healthy, like, you know, I'm okay. I, I This is, like, a passion for me. So yeah. this idea of, like, you know, doing the solo thing is awesome. Doing the band thing is awesome. Uh, just writing and recording music for me is, like, is, like, just kind of just, what, like, what I live for. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, on that note, are there any uh, songs you're looking forward to that you can talk about that you're uh, that you're pretty stoked on, or is that still yeah, kind so, of? Go ahead. No, no, like I mean, shit, we could talk about it. I I have no idea when the record's gonna get released. We're kind of like, we're kind of just at the mercy now of like how long it takes to mix and master it. But we yeah. have like a general timeline figured out. But you know, I think to start to start talking about it now, I think, it, I think it's awesome because we went into the studio, we locked ourselves in a house up in Globe, Arizona, which is just like a town that has like 2,000 people living there, right? It's like yeah. an old mining town. And our buddy, Matt Keller, he, he got this place up there. It's like at the top of the hill, three stories. Each, each story is like, you know, like control room here. And then we got yeah. like an area for like the band just crashing. So we were up there for two weeks. And we went in with this idea of what has Fayuka not done yet? Mm. Um, and what have we done? And let's not do that again. You know? Yeah. Um, Cause you can get stuck in like the, the same pattern of writing the same song over and over. Like every song oh, is yeah. about a breakup. Yeah. Every song is about a broken heart. And like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm not, I'm not broken hearted anymore. <laughs> you yeah. know, I, I went through like a, I went through a divorce last year through the pandemic mm. and I think for the first time I'm like, you know what? Like I should be brokenhearted, but I'm not brokenhearted. You know, it's almost yeah. like this new phase in my life. So we went into the studio. I just, I told Keller, I was like, Hey dude, yeah, I don't want to write any more songs about broken hearts. Yeah. I'm just, that's been my, 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 my gig for the last 15 years. And um, yeah. so the first song that we wrote, um, so we went and we wrote like little batches of songs. Like we wrote like five songs at a time. So we'd go for two weeks, 
write five songs, yeah. record them, write five songs. Because the idea was that we were going to put out an EP like every month. And then the more and more we started writing, the more it started to sound like a record. So yeah. we thought, let's just record as much music as we can. And if the record has 30 songs on it, well, fuck it. It's going to be a 30 song record, you know? Yeah, it makes um, sense. And then we we just started writing without having like a like a specific genre in mind or like a topic. Just like okay, what are we feeling right now? Um, the first batch of songs that we wrote, there's one brokenhearted song in there because I, I can't, you know, it's, yeah. just, it's like those are come easy to me, right? It's been my life for 15 years. Um, but we took a different approach to it. It's called falling back to you. It's just about like, I guess it's kind of like uh, it kind of paints like you know, this whole, like, the whole divorce thing. It was, like, um, like, I keep falling back into this person, and, like, every time I try to walk away, they find a way to lure me back in, and then here I am, 12 years into a marriage, and the whole time I've been thinking, like, we need to not be together, you know? Um, yeah. But somehow, in that mix of love and fighting and, and then the good times and the hard times, um, she just managed to like lure me back into the relationship and, and vice versa. Sometimes I would do it with her like, Hey, maybe, you know, yeah. we got kids, you know, whatever. Yeah. You, you try to change this for someone. And so that song was like the first one we wrote. And then we are like, okay, no more broken hearted songs. Let's write about other shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, we wrote the song called where the flowers grow. Okay. Which I was going through like a, like a writer's block after like writing the first 10 songs. I just didn't really know like what else can I write about? Yeah. We had all the studio time that we needed to use up, and I'm not mm. just gonna sit here and like you know lose my deposits and lose this opportunity to write music. So uh, Danny, my my trumpet player, came in and he started kind of piecing together these chords, and yeah. the song kind of came up. It was it's almost like disco reggae, almost like um like the weekend meets reggae, you know, like very uh, yeah. Michael Jackson, you know, kind of eighties. I'm like. Yeah, you you could hear some of that like eighty sound in it, and it's just like a kind of like a, a, a you'll hear it when it comes out. But yeah. when um when we started writing, I was like, you know, this isn't really like our sound, and I was a little nervous to kind of break into this like Michael Jackson weekend reggae thing. Iration does it though, you know, they do like yeah. the disco dancey stuff. So then I'm like, all right, fuck it, let's see what we write. And we had a night where let's just say we had a lot of fun where we were uh, drinking a lot of tequila and doing a bunch of other stuff. And yeah. um, somehow my mind is unlocked and then words just start pouring out. Right. Nice. And the song is, uh, is about like, like just like, let yourself, let yourself live, like stop holding back. You know, yeah. uh, there's a lyric on that. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like a, like almost like you might feel like you're drifting further away, but in reality you're just getting closer, like to where you want to yeah. be, to like where you be. And it's like you know you're getting closer to where the flowers grow, where the colors glow, where all the flowers grow. That's where they'll stay, you know. Yeah. Like, ah. <laughs> uh, whatever. Any. So it's cool because then we started writing about topics that were just about life and what we were experiencing in the studio, and it was it wasn't uh, broken hearts anymore. Um, but my favorite one on the record is one called High Off Your Love, which it's just about, you know, um, 
it's just like at the end of the night, like it's four in the morning and, uh, you know, I don't need, I don't need marijuana. I just can get high yeah. off your love kind of thing. Yeah. And it's just kind of like a, like a love song, but still has this like, uh, this like tone of like longing for someone, you know? Um, yeah. Very like Brit, you know, old like UK reggae, kind of like yeah. 90s reggae kind of thing. And, um, and then we've never done this before. I don't know why, but like I'm Puerto Rican and I kind of grew up on reggaeton, like the yeah. Spanish rap. But we've never put that in a record. And then on this one, really? I'm like just sitting there on the couch, just like, yeah. what does the song need? You know? And I'm like, hey, Matt, give me the microphone. And yeah. then I just start rapping, start freestyling. And everybody's face in the studio just like lit up. They're like, yeah. yes, that on. <laughs> put that on i'm like really you think we should go reggaeton he's like that's what that song needed and then yeah. we recorded this like spanish rap verse in there and uh that one has to be my favorite song on the record i think that's gonna be the first single once we right get on. everything back and start playing well, that's exciting man but yeah i'm super stoked for the record man i think um yeah. i think we did an awesome job i think keller the producer just really knows how to like push you to write better yeah. lyrics, to sing better, play better, to get out of your box. And yeah. I, I think I was fighting that at the beginning because I'm just so used to like a sound mm. that finally when you let go and let other people just like challenge you, yeah, uh, you just write stuff that you never thought you could, you know, pull, pull out. But yeah, I mean, I think that's an important thing for anybody to have to be able to bounce stuff off people, whether it's your band or whether it's like anybody else, because you could definitely get stuck if you're on your own writing a lot. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, you just get stuck in these patterns. Yeah. You keep doing so, the same shit over and over. Yeah. But it sounds like you have a ton of influences to pull from. And I mean, obviously, within your music already, with you got the reggae and the ska and, and uh, the punk rock elements in there to pull from. Uh, you know, just those alone, but then adding in a little more, I'm I'm definitely interested to see like how you guys take this one, uh, going forward. Yeah, I'll send you some of the some of the demos if you want to just hear them. And I mean, obviously nothing's out yet, so like, yeah, you know, yeah. I guess I'll probably just feature some of your uh your guys' older stuff um on this episode. I try to feature obviously something, but whatever you're thinking. Um, if there's an older song in particular, uh, definitely let me know. But otherwise, I'll just pick some. I'll, I'll <laughs> so. pick it, just pick, you know, whatever whatever you think would, would work best. But um, yeah. But once the, once the new stuff gets done, I'll send it to you first, and that way you can just you know use it for whatever you want. And, um, yeah. But I don't know if you can talk, but I'm super stoked about the new the new record. <laughs> no, man. I could talk forever about. It. Yeah, you went on a nice Every little. Song has a 10 minute monologue there so i could tell you got a lot to say about I, it which is good i was like all right gave her shut up <laughs> you're, you're going <laughs> on forever about this but like just the writing process alone was like so yeah. fulfilling for everyone that well it, that, um, it sounds like it man i that's been kind of like a personal dream of mine to have that much time in the studio to just sit back and and really let ideas come out as opposed to being a little bit more on a time crunch you know so it's cool you got that, that chance. Yeah, that's the worst. I mean, you've recorded that way, right? Where you're like, all right, we got eight hours. Let's get this done kind of thing. 
Yeah, it's gotten better lately, but even still, you know, between having a job and stuff, you're usually kind of piecing it together over the course of weeks, if not months, before you kind of get a, a final product together. Whereas, you know, yeah, yeah. get getting just it all done in two weeks sounds great. Like That sounds like the dream as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've been working on it since last January, but we go okay. in and out of the studio because no. he just did the catastrophe one that's going to come out. I think it already came out. Or I think it's coming out. Um, yeah. He did a bunch of stuff for the, called the Main. Um, he did the Iris record. I don't know if you're familiar with them. They're like a newer band that's kind of popping up out of Phoenix. Okay. And like, uh, you know, we would have these like two weeks and then we have to stop and then we have to go back a month later and then stop. So like, but you know, the, the two weeks that we're there, we wake up at 9 a.m. and then we stop at like 10 p.m. Yeah. And then polish a bottle of tequila, go to bed, wake up. Mm and do it all over it's, yeah. it's a it's a good process kind of keeps you creative yeah man um, it sounds like you got a number of uh influences and stuff to pull from you know between the relationships and the chemicals and everything else i feel like that's uh that's the struggle sometimes that kind of you know fires you up to want to write in the first place yeah definitely yeah but i mean through the pandemic you know i went, I went through a lot and i just needed to kind of get it out like the divorce and you know, then you're in the middle of a pandemic, you're like, oh, shit, like, I got to move out, but, like, nowhere is renting right now, and I don't have any proof yeah. of, like, having any work coming. So, yeah. you know, and then getting the kids waited and kind of figuring all that out, and then the band kind of, like, going their own way, because, you know, now these guys get jobs, and then, yeah, you know, it was just a weird, like, limbo stage where I was at, where I didn't know what I was going to do, because everything's locked down. And then I got a whole yeah. year of like trying to figure it out. Um, but finally, when we got into the studio, yeah, we just we just started pouring out yeah. every experience that we had. You know, it was awesome. Right on. I had been in a place like that in a long time. Because like, yeah. you go on tour, you come home, you write music. You go on tour, you come home, you write music, and it's just like you're back. You're in this routine of just doing the same shit over and over and over. Yeah. So to find have like time to like kind of figure things out um be home yeah. experience different things i think it just put puts you in a place where where you can write just a little bit clearer now yeah yeah yeah, yeah it makes sense but yeah well i appreciate your time uh talking to me um uh, don't think we got any uh questions dropped in the facebook but uh no worries there um i'll get this like edited and and polished up and just you know put it out on spotify or the internet or whatever and uh, i'll also have to plug uh my buddy matt with engine uh athletics who did the jerseys for you i'll have to maybe drop a, a add in for those as well let people know um that there's some pretty you guys have some pretty cool like merch jerseys and, and different things like that out right now so i'll put a link in the in the facebook group there they were awesome. Um, yeah. Um, the design came out pretty sick, I thought. Yeah. But so. yeah, man. Well, dude, thanks for thanks for chatting with me. Um, yeah, man. Any anytime you want me on, just shoot me a call. I mean, definitely when the new music comes out, we could try it again. Nice. For sure. So. Cool. All right, man. Well, All have right. a have a good session or whatever you're up to, and uh, hopefully talk to you again sometime soon. All right, man. I'll talk to you later, dude. All right. All right, dude. Bye.
So yeah, I want to thank Gabo for coming on and thank you for listening if you made it this far. Uh, the song here in the background is called White Lies and you can find that on Spotify, iTunes, and all the usual places. And uh, if you're interested in the merch, definitely check out those jerseys by Engine Athletics. Uh, they're pretty sweet. But uh, yeah, hopefully see you next week. Out the door.